What's the dollars, everybody? What's the dollars? What's the dollars? What's the dollars? What was the actual voice message? Was it just, what's the dollars? What's the dollars? What's the dollars? We got a professional setup here. Every week we're improving week by week. We're rising out of the ashes, brother. This is the Freedom Tower that's being built where there were twin towers. Now there's one, brother. And we're coming back at you. It's long days. First, I want to do a little business. I want to let you know I will be at the Addison Improv. I guess that's outside of Dallas, Texas. You know what I mean? Texas, I'm just trying to get to know you now. I I, I assume that's Texas. Uh, I mean, Dallas, so yeah, it is Dallas. I'll be at the Dallas. I'll be in Dallas. How about that? Doesn't matter where. Just go to my website, yannispappascomedy.com. Get your tickets from April 1st to the 3rd. I will be in Dallas. And if you don't think I'm going to scurry over to Austin while I'm down there, you can Because Austin's close, and I'm just going to call up rogues and be like, do you want to get coffee? What you want to do? Let's go hunt an elk. Let's fucking kick some people. Whatever you want to do, guy, I'm here. Come kick me. You want me to come over and you can kick me in the chest? Let's try that. I don't care. Can I wash your car? What do you need me to do? I'm going to also, of course, be hanging out with my good friend, the great Tim Dillon, who lives in Austin. He'll be there. So I'll be rolling around with that motherfucker in his $300 million car now. So, um, yeah, because there's no money on the internet. Uh, take a peek at Tim Dillon. God damn it. Tim's got to find a way to hide his Patreon money because during the pandemic, you don't want people to know that your Patreon is numero uno. Private. Yeah, you got to go private at this point. Just, you know, I mean, you just, yeah, now you're a target. You may have to live in a gated community or whatever. You may have to move to Monaco. I think when your Patreon gets that high, you just, Monaco calls you. I think you get a call from the Prince of Monaco or Switzerland being like, hey, look, we're, we are two options in the world where people like you who are publicly rich can come and just, and just be next to boats. You know, those people, rich people just like to be next to boats. Like wasps, they don't have to be on a boat, but they just want to be as far from Drew and New Jersey as possible. So they need to be by a boat. They want to be able to see a boat. And I realize why. And that's why they put Sperry's on. They got boat shoes on. And they can't keep their fucking paws off of peach-colored khaki shorts. They love a schmear of peach. They love it. And they love a goddamn linen shirt more than anyone knows. And the reason why they want to be close to boats is not because they like sailing. They just want the option to get in one if they see me, Jesse, or Drew. Okay, because if you go to if you go to New Darry, New Cannon or Darien, Connecticut, and we walked around, we look like we're scouting houses. They just think of the movie Home Alone, and they're like, "Are you guys gonna break in and fucking try to kill my kid and break into my jewelry?" We just look like three swarthy Romanians. We look like Romanians. We look like gypsies, and they want us out of their town. And so that's why wasps like to be next to boat, just so they have the option to 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 flee. They want the option to flee if they see uh, me or you guys in the neighborhood. So um, I will be in Dallas, Texas, April 1st to the 3rd. Get your tickets, GiannisPappasComedy.com, or Google it, okay? If you can't find the tickets, you're 60, and you're probably watching this show because that's my demographic, and I've understood that. People are like, when are you going to go on Logan Paul's fucking podcast? That's what Drew just asked me. You should. What's it called? The... It's called impulsive. Impulsive. Uh, why haven't you gone impulsive? And to be honest with you, I don't know if I'm legally allowed to go on that child show. He could be my son. How old is he, Drew? I could have had you. I could have had you in. 
I could have had you in, in high school. That's the age difference. My wife is closer to your age than How she is mine. Now? Huh? How old are you now? I am 67 years old, but I'm Greek. I have strong Greek genes. We use olive oil here. Don't put the lotion. Put the olive oil. Well, over 40, you're just 40 forever. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I'm over 40. Drew, you're a 23-year-old kid, and um, you shot out of a Kanan. Kanan? Yanni Biden's Kanan? New Kanan? You shot out of a Kanan. I got stuck on the word Kanan. I got shit. And Jesse, why are you looking more and more like a bass player for a country band? I mean, I'm going to bring scissors and just sneak up behind you and snap that fucking. I mean, you got party in the back going right now. You got a mullet hard, sneak it out of your car hard fucking hat. I'm going to tell you pretty soon to put up a drywall. I got working class trash in my house right now. I got to get rid of them. Anyway, we got a lot to talk about. Um, had a great time over at Soul Joe's. Drew came with me, um, and we want the footage, Joe. And uh, we had a great time, sold it out. Thank you guys for selling out the show. I had an amazing time in Royersford, PA. A lot of fans from, a lot of trash from Philly. I mean, if you're in, Philly's a scandalous town. Philly's a scandal. I mean, if Monaco is the royal family, then Philly is Meghan Merkel. Okay, that's what happens. If you know, that's like a Meghan Merkel marrying Prince Harry from like whatever C show she was on is like a guy from Philly in an Eagles jersey sneaking into the Royal Palace with a cheesesteak, okay, and construction boots on, saying "Go Eagles." I mean, security will hem you up quicker. And a hoagie. And a hoagie. hoagie. I want to go home. Yeah, I still, I said at the show, I was like, you guys are tough, crazy people, and you like to fight a lot. But I got to say, if, if we ever got into a scrap over a sandwich, it just, I would giggle right before you punch me when you say, hey, man, did you just touch me? Hoagie? <laughs> Nobody should pucker up their mouth that hard to say sandwich. Hoagie. Go home. Yeah, give him. You want to give him? Come him. And uh, yeah, their their main store is Wawa's, and I'll just lay this down so I don't have to say it live anymore, okay? Because I've been I've been pretending like it's been coming off the top of my head for four years, or forty years. When I perform in Philadelphia, I always pretend like this joke is coming off the top of my head. So let's just lay it down on a long day's episode, okay? Wawa's. I'll tell you why they call it Wawa's, okay? Because I don't know if you ever been to South Jersey, Dirty Jersey. Or the Philly area, but they're they're animals. Okay, that's why they got jails outside the Eagle Stadium. They got the girls out there fucking. Uh, what do they call it? Pre-gaming. What's it called when you pre-game? Tailgate. Tailgating. Girls are out there fucking farting in their Philly hats. Fuck you, Sean. Fuck you. I'm putting you hoob. And um, they call it Wawa's because you guys get so hammered. They just wanted to name the restaurant, convenience store slash everything. They wanted to name it a sound just so they knew the taxi driver or Uber driver would take you there when you got into the back seat and just said, take me. So if they will basically, any sound your drunk fucking trash mouth makes at two in the morning will get you to Wawa's. You will stop at Wawa's. Mission accomplished. That's why they made it a sound. It's the only fucking convenience store slash everything that is not named a word. It's a sound. It's like you want to, if you go, anything sounds like it. You go in the back seat and you're drunk and you're like, where you want to go? And they're like, hey, uh, uh, guy wants to go to Wawa's. And let me tell you something, Philly, especially for drunk people, it's not conducive to have to be a computer programmer or a coder to order a fucking sandwich. Okay, I walk into the place, there's a woman or a guy, usually a woman who's about 450 pounds, 
Because it is Philly. All right? And your fucking state food is a cheesesteak. It's not even real cheese. It's liquid. I could drink it out of a cup. It's not cheese. Wit whiz, go fuck yourself. Get a slice of pizza. This is New York. We got real food. We don't drizzle fucking yellow water on pretend steak and bread that's soaked in butter and call it our national food. So it's usually, I'm going hard on Philly. And charge 12 bucks for it. And charge 12 fucking bucks for it. But usually you go back there, there's somebody rotund. There's somebody a little rotund who's making your sandwich. She's standing right there. It's two in the morning. Can I just tell her her order? My order? Why do I have to go step all the way over there and be, and learn how to code to order a sandwich into the computer? God forbid I put light mayo instead of heavy mayo. I got to go back, 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 four screens and fucking order again because somehow the order's got to go all the way up some pipe to Wawa's headquarters, who knows, in New Lancaster, Pennsylvania. <laughs> that's probably the him quarters of Wawa's. And that's where the him, him for the hoogies is. And it goes all the way to Lancaster and then back down into the fucking woman who's making my sandwich. She's standing right there. I can speak to her and my order can go into her fat face. It doesn't have to go to the computer, then go to Lancaster and then go to her. And why are you moving tickets around? I'm moving, I'm standing right in front of you. I'm not going to lie, after your show, I, when you were saying Wawa so much, after the show, I went to Wawa. You get a hoagie? I did. Uh, actually, uh, it sounds disgusting, but I got a cheeseburger, and it was actually pretty good. You got a cheeseburger at Wawa's? No, here's the thing about Wawa's, Drew, to be honest with you. The food is good. Yeah. The hoagies are a home run. Here's the thing about food. Philadelphia people, it's a known thing, they're large. Okay, I'm not, I'm not talking San Antonio large. Okay, San Antonio, the people are so large. Shout out to Charles Barkley, you nailed it. They're so large in San Antonio, there's actually a city ordinance that says that buildings can only be so high because they don't want any people standing on the top floor and causing a solar eclipse. So you can only have a couple of stories in San Antonio by city ordinance so sunlight can get through. That's how big those fucking people are. Okay, you'll see scooters. You ever go to these cities now, there's just scooters like cities like San Antonio and Austin, there's just scooters that are littered all over the place because you can like rent the scooter, drive it, and then just leave it where it is, drop yeah. it down, which is odd if you come from like a real city, like a D1 city and not one of these community college fucking cities, these D3 cities, these St. Joe's cities, <laughs> these white basketball team D3 cities. New York's a real fucking city. We don't got fucking these scooters running around. So if you didn't know any better, like the first time I was in San Antonio and I went there, I saw scooters littered all around. It just looked like somebody had kidnapped a bunch of kids <laughs> and nobody had called the cops. I'm like, is anyone searching for all these missing children? I mean, <laughs> did the movie It come to life in San Francisco and steal all the children? Or did the fat people eat them, you fat fucking circle people? Stop eating, Corona's gonna get you. There is no cure for corona. It's going to be back every fucking year. There's going to be a new strand. You know what the cure is? Take your vitamins, brother. Your vitamin D. Listen to Joe Rogan. All right? Alphabet soup cures corona. You hear 78% of the people hospitalized for corona were obese. So if you they want were obese? The, the cure. Yeah. Now you sound like Yanni. Well, the cure for corona is. They were obese. Don't be fat. You just o told obese. me. Yeah, you just told me you were on the honor roll at uh, Brownsville obese. Community College in the middle of Jersey, and you just called it obese. I said T. I like obese better than the word obese. Yeah, it works. Yeah. By the way, well, go I'm to- from Jersey, too. Yeah, so you're from Jersey, fine. so, I mean, you should be in jail, to be honest with you. Any, everyone, can, can we just lock up the state of Jersey? Just lock it up. 
Or let all the black bears that are in Jersey just start eating people. I think that's what we should do. Jersey, Jersey is just, it's like New York's, it's like New York's like, uh, it's like the Manhattan Bridge. It's like New York is the Brooklyn Bridge. You know, that's like the brother that like, you know, went to college, maybe Ivy League, you know. And then, and then Jersey is like the Manhattan Bridge, went to DeVry, DeVry University Online, he's, got a re- he's just a recovering meth addict. Phoenix. Yeah, di- dipped into a little, uh, you know, heroin here and there, you know, hasn't been home in a while, did come home. The parents got happy and thought that Jersey came home in order for the holidays, but Jersey was just there to steal some money out of mom's pocketbook. <laughs> Jersey's the Manhattan Bridge right next to New York. New York is that fucking clean, pristine, college-educated, mama's boy, Brooklyn Bridge. There's a difference. So thank you, everybody who came out in the fine city of Philly. I like you guys. I was going on a rant, and I switched over to, I went over to San Antonio. I was about to say something about Philly, and I don't remember. Something about them being large. Scooters. Yeah, and they, we, the scooters, we went over there. But yeah, I mean, Americans were large. Americans were large people. That's why Corona hit us so hard. The thing is, we're at a point right now where it's very hard, depending on fucking what your timeline is telling you, okay? What kind of bars do you go to? Because we have completely separated into two different Americas. One that likes to drink their beers with their crusty, frozen, freeze-dried, boneless chicken fingers at Buffalo Wild Wings and watch sports everywhere and not watch sports at the same time. And then those who are going to, you know, bars that you can play board games at. There's the sections. Do you want to play Battleship? No. Nobody plays Battleship in the bar. It's just a section of board games and books, and the place smells like wet dogs and spilled beer, and everyone's got tightly laced New Balance on, and we're in an inner city, and we pretend like we're not scared to walk home at 4 o'clock in the morning in the middle of Bushwick, New York, even though our friend Karen disappeared last Saturday. We're just going to pretend like it didn't happen, and we're going to still vote for Kamala. Even though Karen is missing... She's missing. She walked home drunk yesterday in Brooklyn and she's gone. <laughs> Look, New York's a dangerous place again. I want to see how long these hipsters that moved here continue to just be like, you know what? Stop it. Stop it. Diversity. Karen's missing, but nothing is going to fucking. Are you kidding me? I'm staying. I'm never moving back to Schaumburg, Illinois. You kidding me? I'm not getting a job at Panera Bread. I'm not going to hold the buzzer. I'm not going to be the one punching those keypads to make your fucking pants vibrate to let you know there's a table where you can order half a sandwich and a soup from a woman that's got a name tag that says Panera. I'm staying in Williamsburg. Exactly. So I don't know how long they're going to hold on, but I do think we should have some sort of like dream police at this point, especially now that the economy's. we need people, we need to create, uh, we need to create some new markets. You know, the woke market and then the canceling market are very important. You have to stop being mad at cancel culture. Cancel culture is a viable market. It's like when you go to school and you study English or some other bullshit liberal arts uh, field, you know, where they teach you how to read books or whatever. They go, go home and read this book. You're like, okay, I could have paid zero money and done Gender that. Gender studies. 
yeah, exactly. Gender studies, whatever, whatever the classes are. Um, and then, uh, the professors, you go like, okay, to your professor, what, what am I going to, what am I going to do when I get it? Is it, what's the job market for someone who's read these books? You go, you're going to cancel. You're going to peruse tweets. You're going to listen to podcasts. It's a vital part of the economy. It's actually part of the economy now, like suing or pressuring companies, you know, and then you write a book. And then you write a book. We are living in a fun, fun time, right before the collapse of a great empire. This is like, you know, if you look back at ancient Greece, you look back at Rome, you look back at the Ottoman Empire, any empire, there, it, there's a fun little slither here. We're in that little slither right before the fall where you just got people just like popping up, being like, I want to say this, and people get pissed. And then they go, now I'm going to write a book about it. And then the people... Everyone's trolling everyone. Like, I feel like Candace Owens' book is just bought by people who are just, who just want to troll white fragility. It's like, just have a tug of war. Let's make it into some sort of camp Olympics where we put the right and the left on different sides and different bunks and they play manhunt except with real guns. We do real guns in camp and you guys fucking capture the flag and you figure out how to war and it's the white fragility crew on one side and the Candace Owings Blexit book on the other side because I'll tell you who buys Blexit I bet you the people who bought Blexit didn't even read it they just wanted to support it to troll white fragility and I bet you the people because I read like three pages of both and I mean fuck have we fallen off from the great days of Shakespeare and Chaucer and Hemingway and John Steinbeck and I opened up the first page of Blacks and it's like, hey, what's up? I used to be fucking lib, okay? I went to this school, now I'm conservative. You, black people don't have to be liberal. You can be conservative. Okay, I got the book. That's it, you know? So nobody's reading the whole thing. Just like nobody's reading the whole thing of white fragility because you know what it's about. You know what it's about. It's not like reading Of Mice of Men that changes your life. It's the, uh, you know, the Bible for normal people or fucking, um, what's the fucking book I'm thinking of? East of Eden, which is the Bible for normal people, one of the best fiction books I've ever read that was the most meaningful, John Steinbeck, East of Eden. He considered it his magnum, magnum opus, but he was scorned because his wife cheated on him was fucking another guy. So he did make, what was her name, Kathy, kind of in her image, the girl that cheated on him and he had kids with her and she was fucking somebody else and she left him. So the guy was emotionally hurt and he wrote East of Eden. And of course he considered it his magnum opus because he was hurt, his ego was blown. And the guy who was fucking his ex-wife probably had a big, a shween, probably had a Pete Davidson fucking bat. That fucking skinny little Staten Island trash has got a fucking bat on him. I mean, that kid, I mean, dude, that he's like fucking... He's like Vladimir Guerrero. I mean, he got a, he puts it into the stance. How do you know? Because, cuz, there's no kid that looks like, I mean, the kid looks like he was reanimated from a coffin. Like a vampire. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a vamp. I mean, he's, he's you know, he's, he looks like he just beat some sort of fucking, he has a stomach virus at all times, you know, because he's skinny. He does. And, uh, you know, he's handsome in a weird way. Um, and he's like 17 and he's banging like 40 year old fucking four Rome pieces. I'm talking about women that I would put in my harem if I was an emperor in Rome and would get, be protected by fucking Drew who would have no nuts. And because he's a big kid, I'd make him my eunuch and he'd be like, we're doing pretty good, boss. I fought him off good, boss. So he's got a bat. I mean, and also I'm just, uh, you know, 
I know Pete is a hilarious no, he kid. Did, he dated Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. He was, Come on. Yeah, and also the other, the small girl. Who's Ariana this, Grande? I mean, do you know what? He must have split that girl. <laughs> do you know that? She's a tiny little girl, too. He's a tall kid. She's like four, four yeah. eight. She, you know what she looked like when she was riding him? She looked like when you put an, uh, uh, an extra eraser on a pencil. <laughs> you know the eraser gets you got the, from the school fair yeah, yeah you know yeah. the eraser that goes on the pencil uh, yeah. you know when your pencil eraser gets down so low and you just like you're you're like a you're you're like you you're you have a, you're a mother who grew up during nazi germany or something you were you like my mother who grew up during nazi occupation she wouldn't just go get another fucking pencil because the eraser's down so she'd take the eraser and put it on top that's what Ariana Grande probably looked like on Pete right Davidson's here. fucking glue gun. Yeah, one of those. Uh, yeah, those you don't right even there. know what that is because you went to finger painting school. If it's not a paintbrush, you can't recognize it. Yeah, no idea. Kid's got a bat, dude. Banging out Ariana Grande, got her to marry him. Okay, Pete Davidson's a good kid, but he's got a bat. And uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's play a little fucking comment roulette. We're looking down. Get Pete on here. That would be funny. Pete is not hot. Pete, it's there. There's two camps. There, just like there's two camps with white fragility. And by the way, I was in the bookstore the other day, and I opened white fragility, and someone had just ripped 14 pages out. <laughs> and then I saw like someone had spit in it. And then I went and I opened Blexit, and it was the same thing. So it's like it's. And you know what's ironic and funny is that Blexit is a, cons, a conservative book written by a black woman who they call a white supremacist. <laughs> If, if she's a Nazi dude and Yalos Mapopovitz is a Nazi, he's like a gay dude with a black boyfriend and she's a Nazi, you got to admit the Nazis are the most progressive group around. I mean, they've come a long way if they're letting Jews and blacks into the Nazis. And then you go to like an ultra liberal comedy show and the audience is all white. So it looks like a Nazi rally. So the irony is hilarious. <laughs> They're all wearing Hugo Boss like suits. They're all wearing Hugo yeah. Boss. I mean, the, the, the irony is fucking hilarious when you think about it, you know? And then White Fragility was written by a woman who's white about White Fragility. Her name is Robin DeAngelis. And she gets paid about twenty thirty thousand dollars $30,000 every time she goes to a college campus. What would it be like to go listen to Robin DeAngelis give a speech? I just told, like, it, it would just be like, she would go in there and she would go, hey guys, if you're white, you're racist, you have to acknowledge it, you know? I, I would recommend you take a belt and hang yourself once a night, okay? Put yourself on notice uh, regularly, whip yourself. That's like when, I, when, when I'm performing at a comedy show and I'd say like a joke that like the whole audience is laughing at or whatever, obviously all funny jokes are inappropriate, right? That's what makes them funny. The class clown wasn't funny because he was saying the right thing at the right time. So, uh, and then you see the millennials in there just kind of struggling like a Catholic priest around a child, just kind of holding it in. Just, you know, it's like a Catholic priest who sees, who sees some porn and just like, you know, or a hot woman and he just struggles with it. That's like how millennials struggle with jokes. They're going, you just could see that they're going, they're holding it in. They just want to take a belt and whip themselves. They go home and say, I sinned tonight. I sinned. I laughed at a transphobic joke. I sinned. I sinned. But instead of sounding like they go, I sinned. I sinned. It was fucking lit. It wasn't lit. I wasn't here for it. I wasn't here for it. I watched Giannis Pappas at a comedy show. Okay? He said, that's it. That is an impressive character. Okay? Whipping myself. Fuck, I went to Starbucks. It was a mistake. It's a big corporation. It doesn't support small business. They don't have 
board games in the corner and doesn't smell like spilled beer and wet dogs. Yeah, where's the Scrabble? I gotta whip myself. They didn't have fucking Monopoly in the corner. Corporations supporting evil corporations. Oh my God, it's an illegal occupation happening at the border. And I, I had a thought the other day where I thought maybe it's good to have border security like every other country in the world. And then I whip myself. Don't do that. Open the border. Tell them to come back. It's okay. Everything is going to be fine. <laughs> they, uh, they self-flagellate. Millennials self-flagellate. Gen Z, like Drew, um, it's, a welcome, it's a welcome change. Because let me tell you about Gen Z. They're nihilists. They don't believe in anything. We see Drew now. He's an innocent kid. After a year of hanging around me, okay, the kid's gonna, he's gonna start killing squirrels. He's gonna tattoo his face and he's gonna start a rap career. But here's the funny thing about the Gen Zs. I think Jake Paul's Gen Z too, right? He's like in his 20s or something, early 20s. The funny thing about them, we're the yeah. We're the same age, so he might be. The funny, here's his the difference. Here's brother's the, a millennial though. Huh? His brother's a millennial. Yeah. yeah. So, and his brother's like on the anti-woke. The brother, he punches himself in the balls and boxes and whatever the fuck he does. So here's the thing. Here's the funny thing, the difference between our generation. We were growing up, we had like very specific things we wanted to be. We knew, like, we were very realistic. Like, what can I do? Like, I almost started comedy out of necessity because I was so bad at everything else that finally I realized the only thing I was ever good at was tucking my dick between my legs and running around and yelling la puss at parties and being called a robo cheese man, which was my nickname because I was a funny kid. So it finally hit me at about 23, 24. The only thing I can do is comedy. It was a very practical decision. I didn't do this because I wanted to live the dream. It's not that great of a life, to be honest with you. I performed in a fucking tent on Sunday. Okay? I'm, I'm, I'm you know, it's going to be a very strange daddy-daughter day when I go to my daughter's school and I have to explain to my daughter, she goes, what, did, what does daddy do for work? And I said, you know, while you were sleeping last night, sweetie, daddy snuck downstairs by the boiler and did a did a comedy set on Clubhouse, which is basically a group, a group phone call. And Margaret Cho was on it and she bombed. Margaret, here's the deal. Me and you, let's just become the characters that made people laugh. Because us as ourselves, nobody wants it. We'll do a tour, me and Margaret Cho, she becomes her mother and I just become Marisa. Okay, just be your mother, Margaret Cho. Just talk like your immigrant mother. That's what we want to hear. And nobody wants to hear Yanni Long Days. They want to hear me go, I'm, I used to hang out with Drew's family and all the girls he dated. I'm friends with their mothers. Drew's young. I'm telling you, I'm a girl in my 40s. Don't date myself. My skin looks good. That's it. That's it. I put Listerine on the ass pussy. That's it. That's it. Okay, comment roulette. LOL, do not do overboard ever again. That show was trash. All that fake laughter was unbearable. What is he talking about? Oh, that's the show. That's the show I did. Oh, yeah, but I crushed it, didn't I? Wait, that's the comedy show? That's the comedy show on Clubhouse. So it's basically, it's basically a comedy show. On, I mean, give them credit. I mean, there's a pandemic and they're figuring out a way to tell jokes. I mean, comedians who do stand-up are the most resilient dreamers you'll ever know because most of them aren't ever going to make any money because like it's all over. But if you can figure out a hustle, like some sort of fucking hustle like that, like this, like whatever, you know, sell some t-shirts, whatever it is, butt plugs, whatever you're doing, sell it like they did. I mean, basically it's a show and then there's no laughter. You hear the other comedians laughing. 
to fill the void. So it's basically like an open mic with like a thousand people watching who are muted. So you don't know whether you're doing good or not. I just said I enjoyed it because I was in my 40s and I wish all the audiences couldn't speak because my favorite thing is silence. I crushed it because I'm a simp for you, daddy. Okay, yas, daddy, yas. Go to patreon.com slash Yanni Long Days. I mean, those episodes, I gotta start putting out teasers for those episodes. That's what we're gonna do. Crew's gonna do. We're gonna put out a little teaser so you get a little hint of what the bonus episodes are like. Yeah, bonus episode, huh? I got the Marisa one finished by tonight, too. Okay, cool. Fucking Drew's on a workhorse. I appreciate it. And um, so the episodes come out now Wednesday. Every Wednesday is a bonus episode. And of course, Yanni Long Days every Sunday at noon. That's what it's going to be for the rest of this journey until uh, I lose my feet or whatever or have a brain aneurysm take me out. You know, because we're not here forever, you know, unless you, and if you feel like your health is, just pray to Allah. So um, I had a good time. Uh, and one more comment roulette. Yanni, I'm on the toilet and I haven't pinched the loaf. My Mexican ass has got the fumar. So this was a time where I looked down, we played comment roulette, and it was a funny one, okay? Sometimes you look down, and it's a comment you don't want to read, and that's the fun. It's a comment like Yanni's career is going down. <laughs> so that's the fun of comment roulette. I look down, do you hate Chrissy? See, I look down at the wrong time. Whenever I look down, I will read whatever I see. So keep commenting, watch the show live, um, and have a lot of fun. Because nothing is real anymore anyway. Nothing is real. It's what you can sell. We're living in an era of charlatans. Truth is what you can sell. Now, the difference between our generations, like I was saying, is we grew up with very specific, practical decisions. Like Jesse went into advertising because all he could do is finger paint. The kid's an artist. He has artistic talent. Okay? And that's, that's pretty much the scope of his ability. That's it. That's it. I mean, you, you can't run fast. You got a heart murmur. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of what else you're talented. You're pretty good at building shit if, because you come from a long line of shit shovelers, <laughs> a long line of Italian shit shovelers. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're immigrant kids. So yeah, he has he, nice beanies. He's got nice fucking beanies, but he's, his, his talent for art is off the charts, but that's how God, that's how I know Justin Timberlake has a small penis because if you have a great talent in something, then you got nothing other. And that's why I know he's not a human being. He was made by the American government because he's got too many talents. Jesse Scuturo has one finger painting. <laughs> I have one cursing into a microphone. And that's it. So we made our decisions very practical. Now, Drew's generation, Drew's generation and the millennials, I think the millennials and Gen Z are funny because when you ask them what they want to do, they go, everything, okay? It's like Jake Paul. It's like, what are you, Jake Paul? He's like, well, I'm a YouTuber. I'm a boxer. I'm a merch dropper. A and I'm a Chinese star. Uh, I'm a Chinese. I'm a merch dropper and I'm a Chinese spy. So it, you can be everything. You ask Drew what he wants to do. He's like, Drew, I want to make videos. I want to, I want to, I want to. I want to be Steven Spielberg. I want to be Steven Spielberg, <laughs> but I also want to replace Nas. I want to replace Nas as the most respected fucking kid with bars ever. And I want to, I don't know. I want to be Metal World Peace in retirement. I also want to be a comedian. I'd also like to build cars and I want to be a cowboy. I also would like to own a vape store with Chris Kirkpatrick. So you want to do everything because the world is your oyster because you're growing up in a world where anything truly is possible. And you could be a comedian. Like in the era I came not up, I, I had could. to- yeah, I, I had am. To, huh? Yeah, not I could, why not? I am. Why, why not? not? <laughs> why not? Here's the deal. I'm a journalist and a woman. 
Who cares? I'm a journalist and a scientist. Tell me I'm not. I identify as this chair. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Robin D'Angelo's an author. Okay, That's how, I mean, authors used to be like Hemingway. Fucking James Baldwin. You read it and you go, wow, I'm hearing something profound. Not Here's Fran Lebowitz. Huh? Fran Lebowitz is a fucking, she's a photographer. He's a good thinking of Andy Leibowitz. Oh, so it's my fault. No, I just got corrected by a 23-year-old. Is Fran Leibowitz a writer? Scorsese just did a little documentary about her on and who, Netflix. She's and who a, is she? She's a comedic writer. Like uh, She makes novels, but it's like comedy-based. Okay. She sounds like a feminist to she's me. She's an old Jewish woman that hates everything. So. Fun. She's real funny. Yeah. Dude, are you, you, you are into things I wouldn't think you were into. If you come around next and tell me that you really enjoyed the last Wes Anderson movie, I'm going to throw a pen at you. You know what Wes Anderson is? Name a movie. Name one of his movies. Um, Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums. Loved it. <laughs> Did you see it? No, you didn't see it. No, I didn't see it. But you're into Fran Lebowitz? Because you can't have Lebowitz and also be watching Fran Lebowitz. The next thing you can tell me... I'm a is, renaissance man. I love everything. Yeah, I mean... It was because it was on the front page of Netflix. That's and I watched uh, it. Yeah. And then I watched all her uh, um, interviews on uh, David Letterman, and she's pretty funny. Franny Leibowitz. I should know who Franny Leibowitz is because I'm supposed to be... You'll know by looking at her. Yeah, I'm supposed to know. I don't know who she is. Somebody has just asked me, how are you celebrating Chinese love today? Um, I am going to get a punch of empty water bottles... And put them into a... Yeah, I don't recognize her at all. She looks like Ruth Bader Ginsburg to me. She looks like Ruth Bader Ginsburg 10 years ago. She was the first lesbian ever. Oh, I remember. So she's important. That's what everyone... You got to make history now. You got to make history. Anytime you hear about somebody, they're like they were the first of something. The first of something. So Franny Libowitz was... Uh, she's a... Uh, you just said she was the first lesbian? Yeah, you said the first lesbian ever. Why not? You heard it here on Yanni Long Days. People always ask, who's the first lesbian ever? And we're going to go with Franny Leibowitz. I told you I'm a comedian. So yeah. it's, it was a joke. I mean, you're also, you're also fucking on the deeds list, right? 3.7? Yeah. So we're sitting here. I mean, one kid studied communications. The other one went to art school. And this one, I mean, how the hell I got into American University? You tell me. I failed everything. My mother wrote all my papers. That's what we did. Yanni Pappy getting that stimmy stimmy. Yes. So what happened last week, you can listen to at patreon.com slash Yanni Longdays. I did a whole episode of Black Twitter, apparently trying to cancel me because of the tweet that said, if you call it a stimmy check, you're definitely spending it on sneakers. And then I, I, posted a, I, I posted a video clip from the podcast last week where I was essentially saying the thing, same thing that made me think of that tweet, and it was all about sneakerheads and kids. So people just can make your tweet whatever they want to make it if they're looking to be offended. The only people thinking about race in that tweet was you guys. I wasn't thinking, oh, this is how black kids. It's like everyone calls it a fucking stimmy. And it's true. My mother has Alzheimer's. She can't speak. And she, they called me and she said, <laughs> your mother wants to know what you're doing with your stimmy check. It's true because all my friends that are getting their stimmy checks are buying sneakers with it. It's not like it's a fix. Exactly. It's not false. And all your friends are, di are different races, right? Well, they're all Hispanic. I'm the only white person I know. Right. Two so, guys. There you go. So there's, there's three, you know, two other white people. Let me tell you something, Drew. 
Keep that up. Don't get to know too many white people. The way your friend group is right now is the way it should be. I'm trying to get white people out of my life and replace them. Right now, I'm curating my friends. I want my friends to look like a community college poster on the train. So I'm trying to fill slots right now. So if there's a Chinese guy out there, South Asian, specifically Indian, I'm not doing the Pakistani. Okay, that will come later. First, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fill the Indian spot and make zero mistake. There will be a Romanian in between the Indian and the Pakistani because I can't have you guys sitting together or else you'll kill each other. And I want an Asian, South Asian. I want... Uh, three African-American women who identify as lesbian. And I want two big-bodied people. I want two big, beautiful people who defy the industry's standard and also the medical profession. You're on fucking notice. You're on fucking notice for calling me obese in my appeal, which you can also hear. I read my appeal from my insurance when I had COVID where they call me obese. Really? They called me an obese man. They did. When my, excuse, my, my insurance tried to not cover me for my hospital stay during COVID, and then it was overturned because I was at high risk of dying from COVID because I was obese. So that was a good time. That, act, that episode is actually going up tonight. Patreon.com slash Yanni Longdays. When you watch this, this would be three days ago. So go to Patreon.com slash Yanni Longdays. You need to support. You need to support the comedy that you like. People always say, I hate what I'm seeing on TV. No, I shouldn't be proactive. No, I shouldn't be proactive about supporting the comedy. No, I don't understand why HBO and Netflix put out such better content than regular TV. It's because it's subscription-based. Okay, you can't, if you crawl behind a paywall to cancel somebody, you kind of look like an idiot because they just basically go like, hey man, just cancel your subscription. You subscribed. So like this is a subscription, you know, our content doesn't have to be approved by Dove, Dove Soap's, um, you know, board. Okay, it, you don't have to represent um, the people who are paying you to sell Dove soap because basically, when you see TV, it's a commercial for commercials. That's what they never tell you. Every TV you sh show you watch is a commercial to get you to watch, so then they can play their commercials. They want you to watch the commercials. They don't give a yeah. shit about the show. That's the first thing I learned because um, I was a uh, you know communication media, but a concentration in television production. They said, do you know why we watch TV? Because of commercials. Exactly. That's they get paid. It's all about commercials. Yeah, nobody ever really thinks about that, but that's what it's about. That's what, The Super Bowl, they just put it on TV because commercials are like, oh, we yeah. get a lot of people to look at our brand. Exactly. So that's why you get watered down content. And that's why HBO and Netflix puts out such better stuff. Game of Thrones, Queen's Gabbit, the list goes on because they're only responsible to the people. So here is a similar model. You go, that's why Patreon's so great. That's why everyone's supporting Tim Dillon and Andrew Schultz and all these other podcasts because it's funny. This is the only place you can actually do uncensored comedy, but you have to be proactive and support it. Patreon.com slash Yanni Longdays. And you're not only just supporting, you're getting content. You're getting an extra fucking episode. People say, Yanni, one's not enough. Can you do two a week? I do do two a week, you cheap fucker. And we read your name. And we read your fucking name at the end. Drew I used, reads it. I used to friggin', uh, I, I would subscribe to Hysterianas, then unsubscribe and subscribe and subscribe just so I could get, get any new names read exactly. to make you guys laugh. Here we go with a little more uh, comment roulette. If Yanni gets canceled, he will pull the Trump card and fully transition to Marisa and go beyond reproach. Yes, I will. <laughs> yes, I will. Giannis, when are you making another comedy special? Right now, you're watching it. 
I've done 11 hours of this. This is comedy. It's all the same. Come see me live. I don't know if I'm going to write another bit again. I'm just going to riff for the rest of my life because jokes seem contrived now. I heard Kimmel today on the radio down. He was saying they were playing some take he had. Does anyone want to hear Kimmel's take on anything anymore? Does anyone want to hear an advertiser-approved take on anything when you have the option to hear an uncensored tape take on, on the internet? It's like watching the, uh, a Tonight Show set um, from Johnny Carson before HBO did Def Comedy Jam. It's like, yeah, that set seemed like the most amazing thing because it's Plato's Allegories of the Cave. The amenities of modernity hadn't opened your eyes. And once cable came on and you saw some uncensored comedy, you go, oh, now I've been exposed to something that's a little more uncensored. That shit seems dated. That's the same thing as listening to, to Kimmel's jokes. Late night jokes. Here's my 10 minutes of monologue jokes. Shut the fuck up. I want to hear Tim Dillon rant for 20 minutes about his Aunt Kathleen. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> now, here's the situation, which is very interesting. Just like we can section off the country into people who buy white fragility to troll Blexit and people who buy Blexit to troll the book White Fragility, you can kind of break the country up into, because we're two countries. I mean, it's just, it, there's no, I mean, we're just two countries. We're just two teams right now, shirts and skins. It's what it is, okay? It's what we have going on. And um, you, can, you can break the country up into um, COVID alarmists and COVID deniers. And they both got their heroes. One used to have Cuomo, okay? Cuomo, who, by the way- um, Used to. Yeah, Cuomo's- well, you know, Cuomo is... Didn't wrote that book. Yeah, well, he wrote that book about how he was a hero, and then the little detail that he left out of that book was he killed a lot of old people. Here's the deal. His wife kicked him out once she found out he was been harassing all these girls, and then the irony is he went to go sleep at his elderly mom's house, and he couldn't get any sleep because every time he moved, the plastic around the couch went squish. <laughs> He's an Italian kid. You know his mother hit him with a saw spoon in the head. He came in, Ma, I got nowhere to go. Ma, him and his brother walk in. They walked in. Him and his brother walked in. He said, Ma, you got to hide me. Okay, they're looking for me. And she goes, come in here. You're always welcome here. But then she said, what are you fucking doing? I told you not to mess around with these whores. And she hit him in the head with a fucking wooden sauce spoon. And said, you can sleep on the couch, but don't take the plastic off. That's for company. <laughs> <laughs> so Cuomo, one side had Cuomo. The other side had Governor DeSantis, Cuban family. I told you, Cubans are hardcore Republicans. Okay, you don't swim here on a piece of wood and then get here and go like, I, I, want, I, want, a, I want this place to be exactly the place I just swam from. Okay, they just swam from as far left as you can get, communism. They come here and they're like, dude, let's get rid of the government. Let me do it. Give me my own gun. We'll do it ourselves. Fun fact, my aunt was in the opening scene of Scarface when all the boats are coming in. That's why we need Drew around because Drew gives us things I could care less about, but you might, depending on your age. Drew is important because Drew will tell me the shit I don't care about, but that is interesting in today's world. I'm looking down and all I see is Sauce Monkey. So that's what happens. That is something we came up with on History Hyenas to describe Italian people. Well, Sauce monkey, happy potato monkey potato day. Potato monkey day is about Patrick's to say that. Day. And let me tell you something, St. Patrick. Let me tell you something, That's Irish about- people. You are fucking on notice. 
You don't fucking know this. Let me tell you why. Fucking Scottish people. Scottish people have bagpipes. Not fucking Irish people. Scottish people wear dresses. Plus, you're appropriating fucking trans culture. You're appropriating feminine culture. Don't be fucking walking around with your flutes and your fucking skirts. Okay? That is fucking offensive to the trans community. Work it, girl. Turn to the left. Work it, girl. Turn to the right. Do your thing on the runway. Fucking yes to the squad. You're on fucking notice. You're on fucking notice, Irish people. Okay? Do your culture. Walk around juggling potatoes. And drinking fucking green beer and punching each other in the face until your face looks like a pizza and neither one of you could get knocked out because you you don't. Getting punched in the face means nothing compared to the horror of the potato famine when you couldn't eat and you still feel that. Or the British and what they've been doing to you for generations. Do your culture, Irish people. There's no reason. Do you understand? Do you understand? There's no reason for you to adapt Scottish people's culture. You're on fucking notice for cultural appropriation. This jury is adjourned. How great is it going to be when there's actually like a cancel court on TV, Judge Judy edition? It's like Judge Judy's millennial daughter who takes over and goes, we're here to cancel. What's the situation here? Okay, we have, uh, we have uh, Will Forte's new show about suicide that misrepresents... <laughs> is a dangerous, dangerous, triggering show for people who've attempted suicide. The show, I've, I, vote is on Ned ass. Remove the show. You're canceled. Okay, who's up next? Nick Cannon? You're forgiven. <laughs> Nick Cannon. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Nick Cannon is back. After what can only be described as finally Nick Cannon decided to do real comedy. It was my only favorite special from Nick Cannon because whatever other horse shit he'd been doing before that was exactly what I just called. He did have one special I seen, I remember. Yeah, well, it was a talk. It was a talk, okay? It was, (laughs) look, there's a lot of talk about torture methods that you can do, uh, you know, in counterterrorism and stuff, but... I recommend putting on uh, Nanette's special and then washing it down with a good Nick Cannon special. Imagine you do that one-two punch. You will tell the Mossad whatever they ask you. You don't have to waterboard. You don't have to torture. Just sit them down like in Clockwork Orange and hold their eyes open like this and make them watch. that. Not even Nanette, the first one. What's her name? Whatever her name is. Her second one that nobody cares about. The one that just came out the second. I don't remember her last name. Hannah Gatsby. So you can torture people by making them watch Hannah Gatsby and then washing it down with a good old Nick Cannon wilding out episode that doesn't have Cat Williams on it. Not even. His special. I want to see a Nick Cannon special. Watch now. So Nick Cannon now is on a big apology tour and it's hilarious. He's doing a podcast with some spiritual Jews. (laughs) Viacom is is forgiving him. Uh, I heard an interview with him where he says he's not asking for forgiveness. He's asking for atonement. And he said, you know, the Jews have an ancient Yiddish word for atonement. Uh, I'm doing machalam. I'm getting my machalams. Did you have a bar mitzvah? No? 
Yeah. You did? What's the word? What's the word he's talking about for Mahomes? Uh, Mashugana? <laughs> I have no idea. It's funny. I, hopefully we can find it and maybe you cut to it because he said it in his interview where he's he's doing a Mashugana or something and he started speaking Yiddish and it's really funny. <clears throat> Is it a mitzvah? Here, maybe a I don't know what it's called. But here's the thing. When you are completely made by the system... <laughs> you have to apologize the way the system wants. And it's good to see Nick Cannon growing. Huh? I don't know what it sounds like. It's in Yiddish. I don't know. And here's the thing. The the thing that got him canceled in the first place where he lost all these deals and shows and radio shows, something like that. Uh, we'll find it in, in post and maybe you'll put it up because you can actually hear Nick Cannon say it. That's the funny part is hearing him say the word, which is hilarious. The funny thing is, is like everyone focused just on the anti-Semitism, which was bad, right? But he also called like white people uh, with savages. He was like, we're close to the animals. He goes, if you look at the melanin, it was like I was watching um, an Israelite on the street and please stop canceling those guys. Those guys are fucking hilarious. When you see a black guy in a robe carrying a cane looking like a wizard, they, they look like they're dressed as wizards, yelling at white people walking down the street, calling them devils, and telling them they got leprosy and that they lived in a cave. I mean, come on, dogs. It doesn't get better than that. Do not stop that. I used to stop at every Israelite when I saw them standing on fucking buckets. They set up buckets and they just stand on them. And uh, they just yell at white people walking down the street. I mean, it, that is the best entertainment you could ever pay for. And you get it for free if you're in uh, New York City. <laughs> so please stop. Let Nick Cannon do his comedy. That's my point. If he wants to call white people savages and closer to animals, that's hilarious. I mean, what's the problem? That's the funniest thing Nick Cannon's ever done. Basically, what he said about Jews is that they're not the real Semites. Black people are the right. It's the same thing Israelites said. So, he, and he was getting interviewed by the guy who got kicked out of um, uh, Public Enemy. I think it's Professor Griff or something. Look that up, Drew. So he was doing a podcast with the dude. Imagine being too, too militant for Chuck D <laughs> in the 80s. Remember Blackwatch when they used to walk around yeah. and protect black people? Yeah, man. I mean, if you didn't, I mean, that's what cancel culture is so hard for people like me and Jesse who grew up in the 80s and 90s in New York. Like, Jesus Christ, we're talking about feelings now? We're down to feelings? Do you know how lucky and spoiled you are by the amenities of modernity to be able to talk about feelings? You can't do anything right now. You can't say any uncomfortable truth or truth if it hurts one people's feelings. We are kowtowing our entire culture. Professor... Yeah. Professor Griff. Yeah, I mean, Drew, just his timings. We're going to work on his timing a little bit. <laughs> Wait till he finishes his sentence. Yeah, but, or don't. It doesn't matter. People love it either way. I'm looking down. Where do I buy tickets for the Nick Cannon, Chris D'Elia, and Louis C.K. comedy <laughs> tour? You see, sometimes you ask, and the Russian roulette that is comment roulette gives. What, what, what was I calling it? Comment roulette, right? Comment roulette. Yeah. Comment roulette. So once in a while, it gives. Thank you very much. Very funny. There's a lot of hearts going. People appreciated it. I don't know where you get those tickets, but I assume you could probably find them on Luis J. Gomez's website. I'm sure Gas Digital will pick up that tour and throw it on, and Milo Yakakopovich can open for him, and, uh, you know, Aaron Berg will do blackface. It's what we'll do. I love Aaron Berg, hilarious kid. These are uh, 
check out his podcast. Um, so the deep fakes you sent me, this is a wild world we're coming into. It kind of goes in line with kids wanting to be whatever they want. Why wouldn't you think that you could do anything in this country when everything's available, including you, could, you can watch AOC in porn? Jesse sent me this porn video. I'm not going to say whether I disciplined my piece to it or not. I am not going to reveal whether I gave my glue gun a good talking to. I'm not going to reveal whether I sat my glue gun down and said, hey, you need to be disciplined. I won't reveal that. Plead the fifth. What? You plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. But I will reveal that if you Google, what is it? AOC deepfake porn? Mr. Deepfakes is the site. (laughs) (laughs) You could just type AOC in the search bar. You knew Drew was going to know that. So it's Mr. Deepfakes. Put AOC in the search bar. Okay, so Mr. Deepfakes and AOC in the search bar. It is mind-blowing, dude. I mean, it is, and also they do her voice. They, they can take her voice. There's also, you can do deep fakes in Joe Rogan where they take his voice and Obama and they can make them say whatever they want. I mean, this deep fake porn, dude, it is AOC. I mean, it's AOC's face and it moves with AOC and she talks like AOC. So she has that voice. It's like you're banging her while she's going like, the minimum wage has to come up. Ted Cruz almost killed me. I was hiding in an office. I almost lost my life while those white supremacists were outside invading everything. They were all Chick-fil-A slaves and they need to be freed from Chick-fil-A's oppressive. It's almost like you hear her voice. It's like the fucking squad is in the room. See, that's new I to love me. the squad. That's new to me. That's Yo, cause if I go down to the fucking basketball courts, my starting five, I'm coming with the squad. Because they're going to fucking put you on notice. Travel on notice. You can't play. You can't play on fucking notice. She is the Beyonce of the squad. Because here's the thing. The rest of the squad is Google Maps to me. I don't know their names. I know there's Ayana something. I know that there's um, the one from Minnesota. I can never remember her name. Omar. Ilan Omar. Ilan Omar. Ilan Omar. Um, Can you name another member of the squad? Nope. Because they're all Chris Kirkpatrick. I mean, AOC is Justin Timberlake, dogs. He, that's Beyonce of the squad. The rest got Google Maps face bad of the squad. AOC is clearly got to go solo from the squad. She's got to go solo, and by solo meaning you got to run for president because this shit is boring without Donnie T. And the only one who can light it up is fucking AOC, cuz. And that's new to me. I didn't know they could change their voice. Dude, it's her voice. That's why I, I like I don't enjoy them as much because like I'll be looking at let's say Ariana Grande, but then I hear she sounds British, like the porn stars like British. So it's like it doesn't. You got to up your deep fakes game. Can you can you just pull up the AOC? Pull up the AOC deep fake. No, yeah, we can put it in. I mean, we're not on fucking. We're not on uh, the the home shopping network. Alana something, the rep from Massachusetts. So there's Alana is in the squad. She's a thick brown woman who can get it. Okay, I shouldn't have looked down. You want me to go to the site? Yeah, yeah, go to the site and pull up the deep fake while we talk about this. Deep fakes as well, because I'm saying this world is going to, the world that's coming up, we're like, you can make anything. There's even this site now where you can, you send a picture of your dead relative and then the dead relative starts moving and comes in line and smirks at people. And uh, it's wild. Yeah, I mean, that is wild, dude. I mean, that is crazy, dude. That is crazy. It's disturbing because it, like, here's, it's disturbing. 
<laughs> Yo, I mean, it's just, yeah. Pl- yeah, yeah. Drew's getting a fucking creeper right yeah. now. I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're getting a creeper. We call that a creeper. Have you ever... Uh, we call that midway. What's it called? Random bone or something syndrome. I mean, look at that. And let's hear her voice. Can you click on one real quick? Um, uh, look look at the other one where they have her getting eaten out by Donald Trump. Where, go, where, where, go, down, go down, dog. Go scroll down. Where was that? They have Donald Trump in a America, Make America Great Again hat <laughs> eating out AOC. I mean... Yo, porn is hilarious, dogs. I don't know where that video went, but it is. They have AOC. Well, I could just say AOC Trump. And yeah, AOC Trump go. porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wow, cuz. I'm going to grab her. <laughs> People Mel- Melania know. Trump masturbates. Ivana yeah. Trump masturbates. People want to know my why history hyenas broke up. I'll tell I want to be that famous where they make defakes of me. That's yeah, how you know you I, made I know. it. You want to be famous. That's how you know you, you want to be a rapper. It. You want to be a comedian. I'm in. No, I don't want to be a rapper. Um, here's the deal. Me and Chris were put together by a podcast boy band producer. Do you want to click on this one here, a voice? Yo, Jesse, how long do you think it will be before there's producers putting together podcasts like they did boy bands? Like, oh, you know, it's yeah. going to happen soon. Yeah, yeah, that's coming. Like, it'll be like a pop, yeah. pop podcast. Reach peak podcast at that point. when that happens, and it'll be like one dangerous guy going tough. You remember Backstreet Boys? They'll be like one fucking Chris Kirkpatrick, and then Justin Timberlake. I'm fucking a good looking guy, and then we'll have everybody, and then even the producers will have characters. Be like, hey man, I'm this producer, and hey, I'm the millennial producer. <laughs> oh look, this is right yeah, for that's you, Yanni. AOC. Yanni, this is of your lane. Yeah, there's AOC giving somebody a foot job. So anything you want to get. Reality is an absolute suggestion at this point. About to get a virus. Here we go. Comment roulette. St. Patrick proselytized Ireland because the priests oh, were getting married and not kneeling to Rome. The serpents he chased out were in the priest's pants. I mean, Drew's timing is hilarious. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. It doesn't matter. Don't worry. Put it on. Oh, I think yeah. I did, but then now I'm telling you to put it on. Does anything matter? I mean, we're watching AOC deepfake. You think I care what you did? Put this on. You want to hear the volume? Yeah, let's hear her voice. Yes, Dottie. That'd be funny if she said, the stimulus check is flawed. It should be double. I mean, dude. Oh, that's when she doesn't Dude, here's the thing. If AOC was giving you an oral bath, she was giving you an oral massage, that's what it would look like. Is that any different than what it would look like if it was, I mean, it's so realistic, it's scary. Yeah, let's see if her voice. There's no volume on that. I mean, it's so fucking wild. I think they gave. I think they didn't do her her natties justice. I mean, she's got yeah. bigger natties than that. Does she really? She's got bombs, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. AOC likes her off. Yeah, Yanni, when are you blowing up India? Um, soon. I mean, this is crazy, dude. If you haven't watched this. I mean, it's insane. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this where Donnie T smacks AOC? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, this is good. Yes, Donnie. Yes. I don't know why the volume is not. I mean, on they got to take the point to the next level and have her start talking about like politics. All right, it's okay. All right, yeah, it's okay. We'll do real quick, look at what their logo is. Their logo is Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald that's Trump is Deep Fakes. Yeah, that's yeah their logo. it's hilarious. So check it out, Doctor Deep Fakes. That's what Drew moves his monkey to. Um, so supposedly um, a third wave is coming. Third wave is coming. Um, and the question is, like we were saying before, 
DeSantis and Cuomo. DeSantis, the Florida numbers and the California numbers are about on par. Now, can you Google that right now? What's the, they're kind of on par. So these are two different approaches. And it used to be the people going like lockdown, lockdown. And then Cuomo turned out to be this guy who's killing people in nursing homes and maybe sexually harassing people or whatever he did. He's not the hero that he was. And also the numbers are not bearing out that lockdowns were really the answer. And when you think about the harm that has been done economically, and, uh, and you look at how Florida has kind of, you know, used social distancing and mask regulations and reduced capacity and stuff, but didn't totally shut down because they took the philosophy like, look, man, we can't, we can't grind the entire economy to a halt because that'll bring even worse consequences to something that, let's be honest, yes, you're playing roulette, it's a dangerous virus, but what is the death rate? Point below 1% or 1%? California. So what's the difference between California and Florida? They're they're pretty tantamount. I think the numbers are pretty tantamount. Um, and so this is something that Democrats or the left would never admit. They're never going to you're never going to hear them backpedal out of the Cuomo warship, okay? And you're never going to hear and that's what maybe the sexual harassment thing is about is they're like they're trying to cover the nursing home scandal by throwing a bunch of fucking sexual harassments on top because it's more scandalous. You, you notice nobody even talks about the nursing home. That's where people died. They're like, no, you know what I mean? He held my, he held my hand for too long or, you know, he said an inappropriate text or whatever. And like that is the scandalous thing because it gets feminists all up in arts because nobody cares about the death of old people. Nobody cares about old people and fucking ugly people. When are ugly people going to get a goddamn activist to act on their behalf? Fat people got Lizzo. Black people got white people like Sean King. I mean, when is fucking ugly people just going to get their own goddamn Blossom? What's her name? (laughs) Why is she not an activist for people who are facially challenged? So top's Cali, bottom's Florida. (sighs) So the box is Florida. Comment roulette. Would you let Britney's dad produce your podcast, No Strings Deal, That Toxic Money Must Taste Sweet? Fuck, I hate looking down and playing this game. You fucker. But I'm committed to it. Comment roulette. Here's another one. We do need a voice. Thank you, Boy. Yeah, who? Uh, Blossom, okay? She could be out there advocating. She could be out there advocating for the guy that was in that wine country movie. What's his name? Giamatti. Yeah, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, why are you not holding up a sign saying ugly people lives matter? Nobody wants to fuck ugly people. You know? They get discriminated against. If you, Are there any ugly bartenders? There's no advocacy groups or activists to say we should not be discriminating against people who should be having a bag over their head. We don't have that. Why is there no activists for ugly bartenders? Okay? But people, ugly people should be able to get tips behind a wood wall too. Well, let me tell you something right now, brother. You come on down to FL. That's good old Florida, brother. We are wide open. We are wide open like Mr. Deepfake's AOC's woman's legs, brother. We're wide open like a woman giving birth thanks to our God and Savior, Ron DeSantis. As I like to call him, Trump Jr. taking over, bro. 
brother. Step aside, real son. I'm talking to you, Fredo. We got a Cuban son, Trump Jr., running Florida. We're wide open, brother. And if you come down to the Pink Lagoon Crockpit Flamingo, we have ugly bartender night where you can feed Kathleen chicken wings all night. You could try to throw them in her mouth, jalapeno poppers, like she's a seal, and she'll catch them, brother. It's a fun little kind of events night where we get a couple of human whales behind the wood wall who are a little facially challenged, brother, but you can throw food in their gullet, and we call them reverse gullet shooters, brother. You pop a jalapeno popper in your mouth, and then Kathleen will open her mouth like so, like a whale at SeaWorld, and you can throw a jalapeno popper in her mouth, brother. It's called Ugly Bartender Night at the Pink Lagoon Crockpit Flamingo, brother. I'm not nervous at all. I just wanted to tirade against ugly people, and guess what? There will be no letters written to me. There will be nobody trying to cancel me because if there's one thing that brings us all together is get these ugly people out of here. I don't want them in my bar. I don't want them waitressing my table. I don't want them being my secretary. And I certainly don't want them being my congresswoman because let's be honest, Ilan Omar, let's be honest, AOC, you guys are fucking pieces. You are four Rome pieces that would be in Emperor Yannickus's harem protected my my eunuch from New Jersey Drew who would say I protected him good boss yeah boss gotcha boss yeah but your voice isn't high enough yeah boss gotcha boss there you go boss well, talking about cancel culture did you see they're trying to cancel Bill Burr because he pronounced an artist's name wrong we on. will end on this because that is a great suggestion so Bill Burr this is a great thing to end on um, can you google Bill Burr's wife's tweet so they tried to cancel Bill Burr because he said feminists were going to be angry that there was some white cis male who was um, introducing the Latin artist um, category. And then he fucked up the name <laughs> of one of the Latin American artists. And of course, that got Twitter in a bunch. And then this is the greatest thing ever. It's her tweet. Just say tweet like uh, Nia. You, all you gotta do is where it says "bitch, shut the fuck up." Right there, right. Where's my glasses? Where are my glasses? Does anyone see my glasses? Where are my fucking glasses so I can read? I can't see it. You want me to read it or you got? I want to read it. I want to fucking read it, but I can read it. Okay. So, uh, Glayborn Griffin wrote. While I'm not suggesting, but okay, I'll read it as Luke St. Simon. Okay. Yeah. So this is the tweet was just from Luke St. Simon. He said, "Do you understand?" Yeah, net ass. First of all, he said, while I'm not suggesting Bill Burr's a racist, a white man having a non-white wife can sometimes be a sign of racism. Because <laughs> we're living in what can only be described as the upside down. This is what cancel culture is. It's, it's this dude, because his whole economy is based on coming up with a take that can put people on notice, he had to think of a take. He doesn't know any of these people personally. He's just trying to have a take because he wants to get viewed because that's how he gets paid, by being woke. It's a whole economy. It's a good thing. We need it because everything is being made in China. The only thing left is internet fame. Fame has exploded into a million pieces and everyone's got a little piece and they mistake their piece for the whole. But we're all just fans following bands right now. 
while these guys are in a circle jerk with each other. It's basically a woke open mic where they perform and support each other and they take people down and then they write a book or they get a big Twitter following and then they start selling ads on their podcast. It's absolutely hilarious. It's insincere. They don't mean a word of it. They're not even bad people. They're just shameless and insincere. This guy doesn't fucking care. He just figured I have a check next to my name for some reason because of some dumb fucking blog I wrote. I have have to have a take so he was like what's a take that could stand out and he went for it give this guy fucking credit he tried to call someone who has proof in their personal life that they're not racist because they married a black woman he's like uh, uh, uh let me find a way to describe why that is racist that's like me going here's my black daughter that i made with my black wife that i love and they go, wow, that is the opposite of racism. And then he goes, give me one second. Hold my fucking beer. Let me figure out a way to explain to you how that is actually racist. That's like calling two the number four. What are you going to say, Drew? God damn it. You were distracting me because you want to cut me off. At least talking to the mic. Oh, no, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. So. Mr. Luke St. Simon said, while I'm not suggesting Bill Burr is a racist, a white man having a non-white wife can sometimes be a sign of racism. <laughs> okay? Do you understand? So you shouldn't assume someone isn't racist just because they own a minority sex servant. They may very well have one because they're racist. Now retweet and like if you are a like-minded woke soldier who doesn't have any skills and is equally as insincere and desperate for attention by having a take because I'm selling takes and if you criticize me, you're racist, and I stand and hide behind that banner, and what happened to this fucking loser was Bill Burr's wife actually found it. <laughs> so his luck ran a little dry, because she retweeted it. Uh, Nia retweeted and said, bitch, shut the fuck up, because he essentially called her a minority sex servant. That's the part I was pointing at. <laughs> yeah, you were right. And... um. So that is a funny, that was kind of, this tweet was kind of an actual microcosm. Like you can encapsulate the zeitgeist of, of our culture right now, of the West really, in this tweet. You have these pseudo-intellectuals who are seeking attention and fame by bringing other people who they can attach themselves to and bringing them down. Because we've built everything up already. So their only thing left to do is tear everything down. Because all these people, the only thing we make is fame. So if you can't get famous from talent, you go, maybe I can get famous by pulling someone down who is talented. So it's an essential part of our economy that we cannot stress enough the importance of. Hats off to Claiborne Griffin. You tried. Normally, you might even get Sean King to retweet this. You might get a lot of people to retweet this. A lot of people probably would treat this. A lot of comedians who call themselves comedians that are, but are just really activists and get clapped there, they would have retweeted it. Some of them maybe did and then backed out of it like that meme where the baby walks in and goes, oh, fuck, his wife just retweeted it. Get out of here. I bet you there was a lot of unretweets of this tweet <laughs> before <laughs> Bill Burr's wife said appropriately, bitch, shut the fuck up. So good try, though. I mean, you got to give the kid A for effort. But it was a real moment where it encapsulates 
what we've become, which is sort of, um, you know, uh, we, we've all become this puritanical, you know, we're based, this country's puritanical. We used to burn, we're, we're used to burning people, whether in effigy or for real. You know what I mean? We used to burn witches. <laughs> and what made you a witch back then was hilarious. It was just like when a woman said, I have an opinion. They were like, burn that witch. She's like, wait a second. <laughs> They're like, she's bleeding. And you're like, yeah, that's just what happens when she ovulates. Nah, she's a witch burner. All you had to do was burn a witch who like, you know, if she said a word, a woman got burned. And that's what we like to do. We like to burn people in effigy or otherwise, for real. So now we're just this puritanical country that instead of burning witches because they said something blasphemous about Jesus or disobeyed the Bible, now we're burning people for uh, being uh, uh, virtuously impure, for making mistakes. We don't focus on all the good things they did. We focus on the one bad thing they said. Bill Burr could be working secretly for a hundred charities, donating all his money to the most underprivileged people in the world. That guy doesn't know it. Did he research it? Did he look into it? Does he want to know anything about Bill Burr and his personal life or about his wife? No. He just went, let me have a take. So what he did was he tied it to a bigger bullshit cause, which what we, this is what we've re replaced education with. And why? Because wokeness is a lot easier than science and math. So he tied it to a cause and said, let me see if this works. He's basically fishing. He put his fucking fishing rod out and his, Bill Burr's wife caught him. You thought you were looking for a little guppy and what you got is a fucking shark who bitch you, you cocksucker. So that's basically what it is. It is these two things. This, the, the world of ideas and bullshit meeting reality. And that's what happened in that tweet, which is, which is hilarious because that just kind of awakens you to the fact of how much bullshit those takes are. Nobody's really outraged. Nobody's really a great person. We're all pieces of shit, okay? We are self-interested garbage. This is all part of a self-interested economy that fuels itself like a ball rolling down a hill. Fame, anti-fame, fame, anti-fame, fame, anti-fame. Anti Build it, burn it down. Build it, burn it down. So I look down and I have to read it. Bill Burr's a snoozer. So I read down, that's comment roulette. Um, so it is what it is. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Patreon.com slash Yanni Long Days. Go check my dates, YanisPapasComedy.com. Drew underscore films on the gram. Jesse Scatoro, all one word on the gram. Go see me live. Most importantly, guys, tell your friends about this podcast. That's how fucking my big fat Greek wedding became big. Word of mouth. Okay, I'm the big fat Greek podcast. Tell people. Patreon names? Now we got to read the Patreon, Patreon names, names, brother. So, Drew, hit us. Okay, first off. Arturo, I can't get hard unless you suck my dick, babe. Loiza. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Joshiel Brown. Welcome. James, I got COVID toes, but I'm still a cute kid with a good piece of Ruddock. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, James. Ian Rogers. Ian Rogers. What's up, kid? Fred White. Fred White. Andrew Pupo. Que pasa, Andrew Pupo? Eric Wheelers. 
Nice. White kid. Marcus. 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 One of the most underrated comedies of all time. Boomerang. Kellen Batiancia. Que pasa, mi gente? Ethan Carnes. Ethan Carnes. Big Arxdia, Greek, Arizona man. I mean. Jordan Rasmussen. Drew's reading these like he just learned to read. NF the FF. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Hector LeBron Jr. Hector <laughs> LeBron Jr. Welcome, cuz. Lawrence X. Morgan. What's up, Lauren? Yes, it'll be on YouTube later. I mean, what kind of question is that? Shane Skinny Fat with a Mets hat Thompson. That's a good one. Gumala Harris, America's side character piece. Wait, I'm sorry. I cut that one off. Give it a fair read. Gumala Harris, America's side, parentheses, character piece. Got it. $3 cookbook. (laughs) (laughs) $3 cookbook is a good one. H.M. Rothschild Medici. Welcome, Italian kid. Jared Aguar. Que pasa, mi gente? Danny Cruzel. Que pasa, mi gente? Steve Mustache Show. Steve Mustache Show. Welcome well, back, because no, he's an old fan. He's, he's the best. He makes videos for me and shit. Great. I said mustache. I'm sorry. It's all right. You know. Mrs. Pappas. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Could be my real wife boosting the numbers. There's a picture. It might be her. Is it her? I think so. Yeah. Yanni ride or die. Yanni ride or die. I like that. Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane. What's U- up? User 007. Huh? Mikey the Eastern Hemi Cracker. <laughs> Alex Aguilar. Alex Aguilar. Might Get be two of those. Logan Leastman. I think Alex Aguilar might have just asked me to do some Republican show. I'm not doing it. I got an email saying, will you perform for... I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm a comedian. Go. This one's good. Osama Bin Longdays. Wow. That's a good one. Wow. That's a good Osama Bin Longdays. <laughs> That's a good Sounds like we got a winner. Yeah. Cal Donia. James Benson. Georgie G. Georgie G. Carmelo Anthony Soprano. (laughs) (laughs) Carmelo Anthony Soprano is a fucking nominee, but I think it's going to be Osama Bin Longdays. That's a great one, yeah. At Yanni's on the weekends. (laughs) What are you, my children? Josh, parenthesis, cleans out Howard. Okay, welcome, Josh. Yankapin. Okay. Sean P. McDevitt. David, Patrick Norio, Jeremy Garner, Danny Dominguez. Que pasa, mi gente? Kyle Antonellis. Que pasa, mi gente? Kyle Knickerbocker. <laughs> liberal cuck from SF, but make no mistake, Trump 2020. Well, I think he's a little late. But. Right, I mean, yeah. Trump 2020 is hilarious when you're saying that in 2021. <laughs> exactly. So that, I mean, that's funny, actually. Yeah. It'd be funny if someone just, in, in like 10 years from now, and this podcast is big and shit, and someone just, their name is Trump 2020. <laughs> what if it becomes like a vintage shirt that like hipsters wear? Yeah, right. Yeah, ironically. <laughs> hipsters are over. My muffler always has fumes, and I like it. Very funny. William Andrews. 
Make no mistake, you better get rogue in that water now. <laughs> Christine. Welcome, Christine. Yanni Klong days. Yanni Klong days. That's Klong a good one. Days, yeah. And yeah. Last one. Yanni P loves a little fentanyl and coffee in the morning. Very funny. All right. And that's guys, the list, folks. That's the list. So join patreon.com slash Yanni Long Days. Uh, you get bonus episodes come out every single Wednesday. Um, also, there's other tiers you can join. Also, we got some business sponsors now. So if you want to be a small business sponsor, you can join. There's two tiers you can join at, and you will become uh, a sponsor, and your ads will be read right here with your logo and everything. So join up, sponsor the show. If you're a grinder like me and you want to promote your small business, do it. There's five slots. Two of them are taken. There's only three slots left. We'll see you next week.